This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. It's a busy old day, so I won't take up too much of your time or indeed mine. I want to bring you some good news, and that is that India has restored the e-visa option for British travellers. Well, I say it has restored it. We have heard just in the past few minutes from the Indian High Commissioner in London, and that's Vikram Swami, that this service will be made available for you forthwith. He said that should enable friends from the UK to travel far more easily to India. So welcome back. E-visas are up ahead. We look forward to a good winter season in which everybody gets to celebrate their festivals in India, which is the land of festivals. Well, that's a really good and really upbeat message, but the trouble is it is absolutely not clear when operations will resume. This is evidently something which has happened very recently and there is no change to the list of nationalities for which the e-visa is an option. Still consists of 150 countries, forgive me, 156 countries, including all 27 EU countries but not the UK. Just a reminder about what this is all about. Up until the Covid crisis, almost everybody going to India on holiday or for business would get an e-visa. It wasn't the simplest e-visa in the world. Crikey, lots and lots of online faff, problems with payments, all sorts of things over the years. But at least it meant you didn't need to uh, uh, attend an appointment. Then COVID happened, no e-visas at all. Then e-visas were brought back in. Everyone thought, well, isn't that marvellous? What a great, uh, great thing. But it didn't apply to British travellers. And that seems to be because, well, there is a political row about how difficult the UK makes it for Indian citizens to come on holiday or indeed on business to the UK. And quite understandably, the Indian authorities, the government in Delhi, wanted reciprocity. If you're going to make it difficult for us, we're going to make it difficult for you. Now, unfortunately, due to the... Ah, inequalities in international tourism. It is extraordinarily important for India that British travellers are allowed to go because we love India and we spend quite a lot of money there. It's less important for the UK to be opened up to tourists. So it's one of these cases, and it happens in an awful lot of places, where unfortunately, if you're British, you will get into a country a lot easier than the nationals of that country will get into the UK. Most regrettable should be addressed, but the way to do it is not by making things more difficult. Now, I've been covering this story uh, for for months, and it's a great shame that many of the people who wanted to um, go to India have not been able to. 
we've seen tens of thousands of people cancel trips. Uh, countless people not actually booking to go to India, going to Egypt, Sri Lanka and Thailand instead, because those countries did not make it difficult for British travellers to go there. Everyone who did want to go had to apply and go to an appointment at one of the visa centres around the UK. It was extremely time-consuming, stressful. Many people got the forms very slightly wrong and they had a miserable time and just costing a lot of time and money. So I hope that we will be able to rescue what remains of the winter season. Generally, I think the winter season The main season in India is sort of roughly October to March. Some people say September to April. But uh, in any event, um, it it has not come a moment too soon, obviously. And I hope that if you are heading for India, that you will be able to avail of that. Let me know if you possibly can. Tweet at Simon Calder if you are successful or otherwise in getting an Indian e-visa. Meanwhile, I will be trying to get one as well. That's all for now. Thanks very much indeed for listening. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Goodbye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 